Section 11 of National Geographic Magazine, Volume 2, Numbers 3 to 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Reed All Day. Number 4. Geographic Nomenclature. Remarks by Gustav Hurl. Mr. Hurl. Anyone conversant with the state of geographic nomenclature of a large part of the world cannot fail to appreciate the difficulties in the way of the establishment of a comprehensive and uniform system of writing geographic names that would be acceptable to all nations using the Roman alphabet in their literature. But while some advance towards international uniformity has been made within the last five years, we are still very far from it. We may, however, at least rejoice in the prospect of the general acceptance of a uniform system in geographic orthography by all writing the English language. I refer to the action of the British Hydrographic Office and of the Royal Geographical Society in 1885, when they adopted certain main principles to guide the orthography of geographic names, and thereby took an important and far-reaching step in the line of a reform which had already been too long delayed. In France, a reform in geographic nomenclature had been earnestly agitated by Edouard de Luz since 1880, and soon after the publication of the system adopted by the Royal Geographical Society, the Société de Géographique appointed a commission which, in 1886, reported a system for the guidance of French geographers. In Germany, we also find individual attempts made Egal, Kirchhoff, Ewald, and others to bring system into the orthography and pronunciation of geographic names, primarily with a view to secure uniformity in textbooks and in the teaching of geography in schools. No doubt influenced by the action of the British and French geographic societies, the Imperial German Hydrographic Office in 1888 also established rules for guidance in its future publications. We thus see three of the principal nations of Europe inaugurate a reform, the beneficial effects of which will not, however, become apparent until a sufficient time has elapsed, that is, until the British, French and Germans have had time to apply the rules in their publications, and particularly in the construction of new and in the correction of old charts. No reform of this nature can be carried through by the stroke of a pen, but a generation's lifetime will be required to accomplish it. The adopted rules, which lay down a general phonetic principle, only require, of course, perfection in details, so as to furnish an unerring guide in the treatment of names belonging to special languages. If we compare the British, French and German systems, we can clearly see a gravitation towards uniformity in the spelling of foreign geographic names that are not originally written in the Roman alphabet. Each of the three systems contains important concessions to the others. The British, by adopting the continental vowel system, and the French and German, by representing certain phonetic values differently from the old way, so as to approach the British system. In the French system, this is particularly the case in regard to the letters OU, C, CH, G, Q, TH, TCH, W, and Y, and in the German system, in regard to the letters C, J, Q, C, H, S, H, and Y. 
there is very little doubt that English and French geographers will readily adopt the system set up by their foremost geographic societies. But whether scientific Germany will be willing to follow in the wake of its hydrographic office, we will probably learn after the next meeting of the German Geographic Congress. If we compare the British, French and German systems further, we find also a perfect agreement in the treatment of the geographic names of those nations that use the Roman alphabet in their literature, they differing only as to exceptions from the rules of old forms of names, which, through long usage, are held almost sacred. The spirit of conservatism tends to retard every reform, and this one makes no exception from the rule. It is, however, to be regretted that neither the British, nor the French, nor the Germans have set any fixed limit to permissible exceptions, leaving, apparently, everybody to decide for himself what is meant by long usage. If a radical departure from past usage is perhaps too objectionable to many, this much could be done at present to greatly reduce the list of exceptions, leaving it to the future to smooth over the remaining cases. Let all names, which are now written but slightly different from their national form and which are easily recognized in the latter form, be corrected and extirpate all gross corruptions. Also lessen the number of exceptions in those foreign names which are readily understood when written in accordance with the adopted phonetic rules, as Calcutta, K-A-L-K-U-T-T-A, for Calcutta, C-A-L-C-U-T-T-A, Mecca, M-E-K-K-A, for Mecca, M-E-C-C-A, Kutch, K-U-T-C-H, for Kutch, C-U-T-C-H, Celebs, S-E-L-E-B-E-S, for Celebs, C-E-L-E-B-E-S, Bonnie, B-O-N-N-I, for Bonnie, B-O-N-N-Y, etc. Another notable agreement in the British, French, and German hydrographic office systems is found in the declarations in regard to diacritical marks in the writing of foreign geographic names. The British say that a system which would attempt to represent the more delicate inflections of sound and accent would become so complicated as to defeat itself. They therefore recommend only the use of the acute accent to denote the syllable on which stress should be laid. The German hydrographic office has adopted the same view. The French commission in its deliberations expressed decided opposition to the adoption of lepsis or any similar system and finally adopted besides the tilde and crema only the accent circumflex and the apostrophe signs of which the two last are ordinarily employed in the writing of the french language in our country the french commission says a native of the normandy and one of the province do not employ exactly the same sounds in pronouncing for instance marseille in hen or Montreal, and in foreign lands we find still greater diversity in this respect. Therefore, we should use diacritical marks with the greatest economy and only when they are indispensable. It is of course not to be expected that a certain school of geographers who are in favor of the strict application of geographic names of a simplified form of Lipsis standard alphabet will acquiesce in this view, but it is to be hoped that all practical-minded geographers will agree to reserve the extended use of diacritical alphabets for purely linguistic literature only. 
In the meanwhile, the United States has not been idle, and the hydrographer, Captain Henry F. Picking, USN, has taken the initiative by the appointment of a board to consider and report a system of orthography for foreign geographic names for guidance in the compilation of the hydrographic office charts, sailing directions, and notices to mariners, which as we know, cover all parts of the world. The hydrographic office, by its daily experience with the subject matter, is thus peculiarly fitted to inaugurate a reform, and it is hoped that the board, profiting by what the British, French, and Germans have already done, will report rules that may become generally satisfactory to American geographers. In our own country, the territory of Alaska needs special attention in regard to settling the orthography of its geographic names of Russian origin. Russian names have always been more or less of a bugbear in geographic literature, since so great a number of them appear in different forms. The difficulties of transcribing Russian names so as to reproduce the correct pronunciation are well enough understood. In the first place, the Russian alphabet contains 36 letters, of which 12 are vowels and diphthongs, three are semivowels, and the balance consonants. In this alphabet, there are 12 elements which have no exact equivalents in the English alphabet, and, on the other hand, there are four English sounds, J, W, X, and H, not represented in the Russian alphabet. Hence, whatever system is employed, we can only hope to give the pronunciation approximately. Many of the Russian names found today in English and American maps and publications show, by the way in which they are rendered, an utter absence of knowledge of the grammatical construction of Russian on the part of those who originally transcribed them. There are few other languages in which case and gender play such an important part in the terminal inflections of proper names as in this great Slavonic idiom. Anyone not conversant with the Russian declensions should not, therefore, attempt to transcribe Russian geographic names into English, as he will be sure to blunder. On Russian maps, for instance, Bering Strait reads B-E-R-I-N-G-O-V, P-R-O-L-I-V, Bering Sea, B-E-R-I-N-G-O-V-O, M-O-R-E, Kamchatka Bay, Z-A-L-I-V, K-A-M-C-H-A-T-K-I-I, Herald Island, O-S-T-R-O-V-A, G-H-E, R-A-L-D-A, etc. By the by, I cannot understand why the spelling of the name of Bering, B-E-H-R-I-N-G, should, within the last few years, have been changed on American and English maps to B-E-R-I-N-G. The navigator of this name, Vet Bering, was a native of Germany, in the service of Russia, and it is safe to say that his name contained the letter H. Naturally, in transcribing his name into Russian, the H had to drop out, as that letter is missing in the Russian alphabet. The excellent system of transcribing Russian names into English, published in a recent number of Nature, February 27, 1890, having already been accepted by English and American representatives of various scientific institutions, it is greatly to be desired that English and American geographic societies should express their views of it at an early day. The system is easily brought in harmony with the general principles adopted by the Royal Geographical Society, by which a simple declaration 
in regard to the diacritical marks, by which, mainly for the purpose of facilitating correct retransliteration of Russian names, the vowels I and E and the silent semivowels are sought to be distinguished in the written names. For the benefit of those unacquainted with the system of transliterating Russian published in Nature, it is reprinted at the close of this paper. A few words more in regard to the treatment of the Russian geographic names found in Alaska. This territory will in the course of time contain a large English-speaking population, and its geographic names of Russian and Eskimo origin should, in a certain sense, no longer be classed by us under the category of foreign names. The future official orthography of Alaska might, therefore, be treated liberally, that is to say, complicated spelling following from a strict transliteration might be simplified to a certain extent, as has been done with the spelling of many Aboriginal Indian names. Of the geographic nomenclature of Asiatic countries, none has become so rapidly well known as that of the Japan archipelago, and we can already now class Japan among the countries having an official geographic nomenclature in Roman character. Within less than 20 years, the wonderfully progressive Japanese have established a geographic service for the survey of their domain, and a hydrographic service for the survey of their coasts and navigable waters. They have now published several hundreds of nautical charts, which are as good and practical as any published by other nations. On those Japanese charts, which are based exclusively on their own surveys, the names are printed in the signs of the Kana, with the transliteration of the name in Roman character added. It is this feature which has materially helped us to a better and correct knowledge of their geographic names. Within the last few years, the Romji Kwa Society for the Introduction of the Roman Character for Writing the Japanese Language has made immense progress, and I understand that the society system forms already part of the instruction in a number of schools in Japan. Hence we may look forward to the day when Japanese books printed in Roman characters will supersede, to a large extent, the books in the signs of the Kana. One of the best authorities for writing and pronouncing the names of the districts, cities, towns and villages of Japan is a very recent publication. A concise dictionary of the principal roads, chief towns and villages of Japan with populations, post offices, together with lists of kin, quarry and railways by W. N. Whitney, M.D., Interpreter of the U.S. Legation, Tokyo. By our honored countryman, Mr. W. N. Whitney, Interpreter at the U.S. Legation at Tokyo, who compiled this admirable book with great care and labor from the official records of the Japanese Empire. It not only contains the names in the original Japanese print, but what is of chief value to us, also the transcription in accordance with the Romji Kwa system. We cannot do better at present than to follow this book in determining the orthography of geographic names in Japan. In not so satisfactory a state as the orthography of Japanese geographic names is that of the countries adjacent to Japan. Considering that Asiatic names have been transcribed phonetically by explorers and surveyors of different nationalities at different periods of time and who were often but little or not at all acquainted with the languages they had to deal with, it is not surprising that many of the names we find on the charts should have been written utterly wrong. That such was the case 
on even comparatively recent surveys is, for instance, illustrated by the change in the nomenclature on the French plan of Cape Con Lan in the Gulf of Tonkin, plan number 3721. In this French survey of 1878, the same names on the editions of the 1879 and 1886 respectively are rendered thus, 1879, Cap Corlam, C-A-P-C-U-A-L-A-M, I-L-E-C-A-P-U-I-T-A-O, Il Sum La I-L-E-S-O-U-M-L-A-T-O-O, Il San, I-L-E-L-A-I-T-O, Dash SAN Ilfum Lang ILEFOUM Dash LUNG eighteen eighty six Capcon Lan CAP KOAN LANG CAPUTA CAI Dash PUI Dash TAO Siong Lato SIONG Dash LAI Dash TAO Lator LAI Dash TAO Ilfung Wong ILE FONG WONG Such differences in spelling and examples of pleonism, as are indicated by these names, are found on the charts of all nations, but under the beneficial working of the systems adopted by the British, French, and Germans, Similar errors are rapidly being corrected and progress is being made towards international uniformity in the spelling of all geographic names. Owing to the number of languages and alphabets in use in the Indian Empire, the orthography of its geographic names has for a long time been in controversy. As we see from the British system, the Royal Geographical Society has decided to spell Indian names in accordance with Hunter's Imperial Gazetta of India a decision which, in view of the fact that the spelling in the Gazetta is not always in harmony with the adopted rules, is to be regretted. But we can at the same time understand the difficulties of the situation and appreciate the strong love of the British for old forms and long usage. The differences between the system and the Gazetta are, however, not radical, since the continental vowel system is followed. Still, it will be just as easy to write Calcutta K-A-L-K-U-T-T-A, Kutch, K-U-T-C-H, etc. For Calcutta, C-A-L-C-U-T-T-A, Kutch, C-U-T-C-H, etc. As it is to write Korea, K-O-R-E-A, for Korea, C-O-R-E-A, and thus be consistent with the rules. Geographic names in Malay and its branches we know mainly through Dutch, British, and Spanish surveyors, and their status may be judged by their prefatory remarks in Maxwell's Grammar of Malay, published in 1882, wherein he says, the spelling of Malay words in the native character is hardly yet fixed, though the Persio-Arabic alphabet has been in use since the 13th century, and that those follow but a vain shadow who seek to prescribe exact modes of spelling words regarding which even native authorities are not agreed, and of which the pronunciation may vary according to locality. On the charts published by the Batavian 
hydrographic office, the Malay names are rendered in accordance with the Dutch phonetic system of transliteration, only that the sound of G is always hard, and as this differs from the British phonetic system in several particulars, it is clear that certain corrections must be applied to the spelling of Dutch. Malay names to facilitate the approximately correct pronunciation of such names by English-speaking peoples. But a source of trouble is the seeming uncertainty of the Batavian geographers themselves in regard to the orthography of many names, since it is a frequent occurrence to find the same names variously rendered on charts, or in sailing directions issued at short intervals of time. We can see, from what has been said above, that chances for disagreement in the rendering of geographic names originating in countries that do not use the Roman alphabet for their literature, are numerous, and hence, the occurrence of errors in the application of a new system should not be too harshly condemned, nor would the culprits deserve to be dealt with according to the law laid down by the municipal council of the good old Swiss town Usnak, which not very long ago issued a decree that the final T in the name of their town should be dropped in all official communications, and that any local official failing to obey this decree, should be fined. End of section 11